morning? I forgot how it Audio. Action. Action. Salutations. Salutations. I'm Sophia's friend, Bronwyn. <laughs> and I'm Bronwyn's friend, Sophia. And this is... Quotes. Are you going to say it with me? (laughs) No. It's quotes and anecdotes. Yeah. Um, We're back. We've had a bit of a break because we had midterms and then we just didn't record. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we kind of, it was, there was a lot going on these past um, couple of weeks. And so it's been a little bit of a challenge finding the time to record, but we're back now. Um... Welcome, everyone. Yeah, it's weird. If you and I were just saying that, it's like weird because I've forgotten how to talk. Yeah, and we're also recording over Skype, which is strange because we're not in person, and it's uh, it's the whole it's the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, it's all weird. It's all weird today. But guess what? Um, I was... Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, sorry. Keep going. What did what happened to you? I guess what I spent my afternoon doing. What did you spend your afternoon doing? I was looking for a gift to get to our, to give to our advisor, like our club advisor for robotics, mm-hmm. looking for some good science puns. And I found one. I think this is what we're going to go for. Oh, okay. It's this coffee mug, right? Mm-hmm. And it says, I find this humorous. And it has like a bone, like mm-hmm. like the humorous, but it's like the humorous. It's like yeah. a bone. It says, yeah. I find this humorous. What? Why that one? That's well, not very. I had a few different ones that made me laugh. And so that's why I thought they were good. And <laughs> I, I, it was just going to be a science pun. That was the issue um the issue or i don't know not the issue that was the criterion anyways should we get that's into... lovely she's going to appreciate it very much yeah I'm sure. i i honestly i think it's gonna be a big hit <laughs> i'm gonna laugh that's all that matters <laughs> <laughs> all that matters <laughs> i like to think so but you know <laughs> anyways What's your word lit, first wordlet this week? Um, my first wordlet is hyperbaton. Um, and I know that that's how that's pronounced because it, we said it in class. Good. And so I don't need to look that up. <laughs> um, hyperbaton means an inversion of the normal order of words, especially for the sake of emphasis, as in the sentence, this I must see. So instead of, I must see this, it's this, I must see. Um, <laughs> and in reference, so this is another word in the series of um, uh, linguistic devices that are used in Ovid's poetry, in Ovid's The mm. Flood, um, which we have been reading in Latin class for a while now. And in the way that it was explained to us in class today was... Um, the violent, the violent, specifically violent separation of an adjective from a noun for emphasis. Wow. So just a slightly different way of um, describing that. But in Latin, the word order of sentences gets crazy. So like it can, you can put verb, like in English, there's a very specific order that words have to go in in order for a sentence to make sense. Um, but in Latin, because you can like conjugate certain verbs and decline certain nouns, you can put the words all over the place and it'll still be a sentence. So it gives these poets, and I think that's the same in Greek as well. Mm, So it gives these poets a lot of freedom to just play with the language and make it however they want. So there's all these... make everyone else's lives difficult. Exactly. (laughs) So there's always this, uh, these, all these literary devices are ways that they make everybody's lives difficult by playing Mm -hmm. with the language however they want um so like for this one i think the example that we saw was like there were two different lines of poetry 
and then there was, or actually I think it was three lines, and there was like an adjective noun pair that was split up across like three lines, and oh, it was God. like, what what noun does this connect to? And we had to look all the way down and finally find it, and apparently it's to increase suspense, because it's like, I don't know, we were reading a passage that was essentially Romeo and Juliet, but in Latin, and it was like one lover found the other lover and thought that she was dead, and so it was like the separation between the veil, or no, the veil and the fact that it was bloody or something, and so it was like he found the veil, but then you don't find out until like sentences later that oh, it's bloody. Oh, God. oh my but gosh! It, like maybe if you, if you know, you're a, a, a native Latin speaker, <laughs> like that might be really cool. But when you're translating it, it's like, how the heck are you supposed to figure that out unless you like write down? I can't the, because like these, like, I they must have been. I don't know. I guess you had to read them. But even I was like, how as a la- how would you know to look three lines below where the noun is to yeah. find the adjective for unless it? Unless you're like, like specifically a linguist and you're like pouring over literally every single word and the function of every single like yeah. adjective and preposition. Which we're doing in Latin. But which is, still, and it's like, exhausting. It's, yeah, <laughs> like exactly. I can't as a native that's just, it's so it's so much. But it's it's also very cool and very interesting that these poets yeah. were just like taking the language and doing whatever they wanted the with only it. time that it's just it becomes not cool at all and just annoying is when it's one of those words like that has for example it might have like a noun form and a verb form mm-hmm. so to begin with it's a little bit ambiguous whether you're dealing with the noun or the verb plus for for verbs before you even conjugate them there are six principal parts so there are six in greek there are six different ways like six different stems that the that the the verb could be conjugated in or mm-hmm. if maybe it's a noun it's gonna have to be declined and so you have to remember all the endings and so you just it's 100 percent so a guess whenever i'm <laughs> with that oh my goodness yeah, yeah. it's a lot what's I your first wordlet um, my first wordlet I'm going to do is tmesis, which was a word that we did in Greek today. Um, and it kind of reminds me of hyperbaton, not going to lie. Yeah, it seems pretty similar. Yeah. What it is, is the separation of parts of a compound word by an intervening word or words are mainly in informal speech. Now, the way it applied to us was basically the preposition wasn't directly before the noun that it was like related to. It was a few, it was like split up. And so it was a tamesis because there were some words in between it. Also, tamesis is spelled really cool. It's T-M-E-S-I-S. There's like, it's just tamesis. Um, but anyways, the examples made me smile because I love I, when They made me smile too when I read them. <laughs> when there's a really formal, like literary word for something that's just a very informal like bad grammar kind of <laughs> phrase it makes me laugh but for example a whole nother story so the word another it's a whole nother it's not a mm-hmm. a whole another story it's a whole nother story <laughs> or um another one is shove it back any old wear in the pile <laughs> So instead of anywhere, it's any old where. And I just, I love that. They made me that, laugh when I, I read that. I love that that's a tamesis. And I feel like that's something that for all the dialects that you read in like novels where they'll write, the the text will be written just as the person is speaking, like to imitate their speech. I would never see things like this. And this would be absolutely amazing. In the <laughs> middle of a formal novel just to have someone... You know, because they have a million of, like, the country peasants or whatever. So why not yeah. make them say funny things like a whole nother story? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love Mesen- that. Tamesis. And it comes Tamesis. from Greek, meaning to cut. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. What's your second wordlet? So my second wordlet, I really don't know how to pronounce. And I meant to look it up, and I totally forgot to look it up. <laughs> so I'm going to make my best guess, and I'm just going to say gokota. Um... And this is a Swedish word, and uh, I found it from a book called Otherworldly, um, which is 
a book full of words both strange and lovely from around the world. And it was given to me by our wonderful mutual friend Justin, who hopefully will be a guest on this podcast at some point. Surprise, Justin, because we Justin, haven't asked if you're you listening, that, yeah. we would really love you to be a guest at some point um, if we can ever find a time. But I, what, he very kindly invited me to his house for Hanukkah, and he gave me this beautiful book, and I love it so much, and I have been wanting to use one of the words as a wordlet for the longest time, and then today I finally could, so I'm really excited. It's amazing. So, Gokota is a Swedish, Swedish word, which literally means um, a dawn picnic to hear the first bird song. So, the act of rising in the early morning to watch the birds or to go outside and appreciate nature. Isn't that lovely? There's a word for that. Oh my goodness. Sweden. That's so, it's so good. Is it it a noun? Can you say, I want to go kata? (laughs) It's, no, no, it's a noun. It's a noun. So like a picnic early in the morning to go watch birds. Okay. Well, I want to have a go kata now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right? Isn't that so lovely? And it's spelled... G O with the little two dots above the O. I have no idea how that's pronounced. An umlaut, yes. Um, and then O T T A. So you forgot the K. Go kota, K O T T A. Thank you. <laughs> go 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 Like I don't know how that how the O is pronounced, Go-kata. but it's. I loved it. It's a lovely word. It's the first word in the entire book, and I immediately fell in love with just such by, a good like, word. Like oh, it's it's the best. It's an amazing word. There will be plenty more wordlets from this book. Yeah, there better be. (laughs) Yeah, there will be. What is your last wordlet? My last wordlet is, okay, so my dad uh, texted me out of nowhere a while ago because he was on a business trip. Uh And I'll read read part of it because it was just a very out of nowhere, but it was very sweet and it it was very cool. Um, But the word is jugad and... It means a flexible approach to problem solving that uses limited resources in an innovative way, um, which is really cool. It is a Hindi word, um, and it's, uh, yeah, and it's what my dad says. It's a term applied to a creative or innovative idea, providing a quick alternative way of solving or fixing a problem. So it literally means an improvised arrangement or workaround, which has to be used because of lack of resources. And the same term, Jugad, is given to locally made motor vehicles used mostly in small villages in India as a means of low-cost transportation. Um, these vehicles are made by carpenters by fitting a diesel engine on a cart. And, and so the Jugad movement has gathered a community of enthusiasts believing it to be the proof of Indian bubbling creativity or a cost-effective way to solve the issues of everyday life. And I thought that was so cool. because wow, like, that's amazing. One, it's like a concept that I absolutely love. Like one of my favorite things to do, I've talked about this before, is like making things and like making like practical little things that I can use for this or that or creating You're very that... crafty. It's incredible. <laughs> I, I... Every once in a while she'll text me and just be like, I sewed a tote bag. I've made my own dice pouch. And it's amazing. I'm always so impressed. It's but very that's cool. something I very much enjoyed doing. And sometimes like the most fun I'll have is if like, oh, this would be the perfect material to use. And then I'll realize that we don't have any in the house. So I kind of have to figure out an alternative. And I mean, sometimes it doesn't work. Often it doesn't. But sometimes you kind of figure something out really cool. And it's a very good like brain teaser. And that's amazing. It's very gratifying. Yeah. Um, so I think that's really cool. And I think it also is really can be applied to a lot of different concepts and like in many fields of work and many fields of creative work um and it's like using kind of figuring out how to solve problems without an abundance of resources um and yeah it was a kind of a nice text to get out of nowhere and a cool word yeah that's really (laughs) sweet yeah so true god true god that's very cool what's our topic this week our topic this week is painting Painting! Um, I don't know how long we can talk about painting, although I've underestimated our abilities of talking for ages before. Um, But it's not... I don't 
want to, I guess, put words in your mouth, but for, I don't think that it's necessarily it's a huge not, talent yeah. of either of ours. No, um, it's not, sadly. <laughs> yeah. Unlike, you know, what are some other ones that we've done that are a little huge bit Huge talents of ours? <laughs> no, I not, not huge talents of ours. Um, but <laughs> things mind. that we can do. Things, yeah, yeah, yeah. Things that we like, <laughs> do regularly, like yeah. writing, I guess. Um, yeah. But I I do enjoy painting, even though I'm horrible at it. And there we we both have a couple of anecdotes about painting that I think. And I think it's fun. a universally appreciated thing, even if yeah. it's not something. Even if people have like a variety of of levels of skills, I think that everyone can enjoy a good you know painting sesh. That's true. <laughs> very true. <laughs> um. Uh, you go first. Do you want to start us off with your word? No. Oh, wait. You go no. First. I get to start us off with Even my word. Even though I messed up. Actually, did I mess up with wordlets? No. No, I don't think I don't so. Know. No, I didn't. Wait, I did you? I don't remember. It doesn't It's matter. fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, my word is fresco. That's not. <laughs> it's just fresco. But I like to say it fresco because it's fun. Um, not that I've ever said the word fresco before, but it's fun to say it with a silly accent. Um, so a fresco is a painting done rapidly in watercolor on wet plaster on a wall or ceiling so that the colors penetrate the plaster and become fixed as it dries. So really cool. It's oh my like, goodness. If I've you... done this before. Really? When? Well, not on like a ceiling or a wall. <laughs> <laughs> but like that's the thing... Um, with watercolor, like the two ways you can do it is you can do like wet on dry, like the the paint is wet, but you're using it on dry paper, or you can do wet on wet. And when I was little, we used to do wet on wet watercolor paintings, and it just makes it a lot more like abstract and like make the colors blend together Ooh. really well. I don't that's know if that's very actually cool. fresco, but it made me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I I googled it, and if you Google fresco paintings, you'll see like it's those huge murals that are on the ceilings of like churches and museums and like there it's it's usually on the ceiling and you, so you'll look up and there's like this whole scene oh. or on the wall like a really long wall and there's this whole like scene going on it's very cool um and it is an italian word and it comes from the italian affresco and then al fresco like which pasta. is on <laughs> did you say pasta canadian you um it's not it's not pasta now i'm saying pasta it's not pasta pasta. Uh, (laughs) i have limited knowledge of both italian and pasta so i apologize for that but okay sorry anyways are you thinking of alfredo yes that's what i'm saying (laughs) um and then al fresco which means on the fresh plaster and then english in fresco and then just fresco fresco hello i come to paint fresco anyways i thought it was cool it's a cool word not alfredo what's your word your word word is very cool yeah i (laughs) know it's limb um and it's spelled l-i-m-n whoa um and it means to depict or describe in painting or words so it's like i don't know i have no idea i've never heard this word before (laughs) i have no idea (laughs) i have no idea i also um thought it said to depict or describe a painting in words but still describing something in painting I thought it was like just describing paintings and I was like, we're doing, we're living, <laughs> but, but we could also describe, you know, we could describe our podcast. We could, we could limb our podcast in a painting or we could limb our podcast in words. Um, I don't know how we'd do it in a painting, but you know, it's a cool word. Uh, we could paint al- words. Whoa. No. Sorry. Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, we could. You one could um taken on a quite literal uh, definition there <laughs> um but it also means to suffuse or highlight something with a bright color or light 
um that's so very like, cool yeah i don't know how so like know, illuminate it, sort of yeah <laughs> jumping ahead guess what the <laughs> uh etymology is Ooh. oh i can see it now yeah it comes from oh. latin it does oh you get to pronounce the french this time for some reason any time i feel like anytime <laughs> there's a french etymology it's always my word and you always make fun of me for not being able to pronounce you the french but now you get greatly to- why thank you but now you You're get practically to fluent the um no. latin luminare which means to make light which i like um yes but i don't know why they don't just say illuminate because i don't know what the difference between that and make light are <laughs> make light <laughs> not important <laughs> then it goes to old french lumine and then middle english lumine which means to illuminate and then um limb which means to illuminate a manuscript specifically Ooh. Yeah, in late Middle English. So, you know, like, can you can limb anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You it's know, really I cool just word. thought of something. Mm-hmm. We should have, like, a goal for, like, how many episodes have we done? Have we done 50 episodes? Um, we're coming up on 50. Should okay, 50 be well, a special one? We should make a word. <laughs> Ooh! That's really good. So if you guys have any ideas for a word that doesn't exist in English that should exist, please let us know. Or we can if take you know it any, from like Latin words. I was words about to say, etymology. if you know any cool Latin or Greek words that don't have a translation into English, we can just do like a speed round of etymology and like word evolution and create a word based off of like a Greek or Latin word. Or Ooh. any old language. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you guys have any ideas, please let us know. Send them please. along. <laughs> Lim us? Illuminate us? <laughs> no, that's weird. That's really weird. <laughs> don't, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, but do give us word ideas or word definitions mm-hmm. that need to exist and you know who knows maybe we'll do something cool like that yeah that would be very cool to celebrate our 50th episode <laughs> our 50th anniversary <laughs> <laughs> oh man anyways what's your Why are you highlighting the entire document oh i'm sorry i was that was not <laughs> you did that by accident <laughs> i just wasn't thinking anyways i'm so sorry what is your first quote My first quote is very short and sweet, short and sweet, Um, and I did not know how to paint or even what to paint, but I knew I had to begin, and I always forget to say the person and who the person is, so I'm going to do that first. That was said by Margaret Atwood, um, who is a Canadian poet, novelist, literary critic, essayist, inventor, teacher, and environmental activist. What a cool person. Isn't that awesome? That's going to be you someday. Thanks. All that cool stuff. <laughs> She's a cool Just because I'm Canadian? No! The environmental activist. I don't know about the rest of the stuff. <laughs> what if, no, inventor. Te- I bet you could be an inventor and you're going to teach someone at some point. For Thanks. sure. Maybe not like a teacher in the traditional way, but you're going to I'll be a professor. Someone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I could see you as a college professor. Anyways, sure. I knew I had to paint. No, I did not know how to paint, but I knew I had to begin. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was good quote. I can't, I can't talk. Um, yeah, no, I just liked it because I. It was the first. I was as I was scrolling. It was the first one that I found that I was kind of like, oh, that's really nice, and I also kind of connected to it a lot. Because yeah. for me, like, I jo- I have no idea how to paint. I don't know. In photography, this is sort of an anecdote, but in photography, um, we started doing, they have iPads at our school, and they have, like, little pens so you can draw on the iPads. So our assignment was to make, like, abstract paintings 
sort of by using the tools on the iPad, which was very cool. And everyone was doing all this like beautiful work and spirals. And mine was just an absolute disaster. And it was a mess. And I was kind of like just doing scribbles, like the colors don't match up. This is horrible. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but and I was not feeling very great about my little paintings. But um, I like the idea that like, it doesn't matter if you don't know how to paint or if you don't know what to paint. Just start painting. Like, just go for it. Well, that's the thing. And our friend, who Mary, who did our cover, was yeah. like, I don't know, I was saying, she was talking about, like, drawing, and I was like, dang, I really wish I could draw, because I'm atrocious at it. And she was like, I mean, like, it's never too late to start. And I mean, I am atrocious at it, and so <laughs> it, would, it would take a lot of work and probably a long time. But I think that, like, it's true, like, Art is one of those things that you don't, there's no, like, special time where if you don't learn how to draw or paint before this time, you can never do it. Like, I think anyone can learn how to do it. And I think that if I had time for another thing or, like, maybe just, maybe in a few years when I do have a bit more time, like, that's something I would definitely start doing a bit more is, like, like painting and that kind of thing and working on it because it is, like, something that you, you get better with as you... Mm-hmm. as you continue to do it you just have to start yeah you don't exactly. have to show anyone your first paintings you just <laughs> quickly just do them and then straight out the door Throw them but, away <laughs> but like over time you'll kind of gain confidence and get better in that kind of thing yeah right? yeah and there there's also like no right way to paint anything which is really cool that's the cool thing with art as well like it can there's no specific like oh you have to paint in this exact way in this style because you have to like there's just it's very ambiguous you can paint whatever you want even if you don't know how like what to paint you can just go for it and I liked that yeah um so yeah a short and simple quote but that was my first quote what about you my quote in some first quote in some ways is a bit similar um (laughs) if you hear a voice within you say you cannot paint then by all means paint and that voice will be silenced and that's by Vincent van Gogh um and I liked it because it's kind of like your quote but the attitude is spite um (laughs) if you can't if something inside you is saying you can't paint well then paint and technically the verb can is the ability to paint and it doesn't imply anything about the quality of what you have painted so technically that voice is wrong and you have painted and you can paint (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and therefore that's not really how i interpreted it at all but i'm glad that for you <laughs> that's wonderful and but no i mean I, even if it, you're not gonna look at it like literally it's kind of it, it gave me the same kind of like yeah like if you do it well even if it's not good you did it you know yeah. like and if you do it yeah. again it'll be a bit better and if you do it again it'll be a bit better and then that voice you're like huh <laughs> because like it is something that you can um improve on so if you just let your starting point deter you from actually learning how to do something like that's that's not there's no excuse for that <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't let that voice in your head tell you what to do you're your exactly. own person. That's 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 what I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, and all of you probably know who Vincent van Gogh is, but he was a Dutch post-impressionist painter who is among the most famous and influential figures in the history of Western art. In just over a decade, he created about 2,100 artworks, including around 860 oil paintings, most of which date from the last two years of his life. And, I mean, there's a lot to his story, Um, And it's a pretty sad story, but his art is really, like, there's a reason he's famous. Like, you know when there's Mm -hmm. some artists and you really, you're like, oh yeah, they're really talented, but it's not, they're maybe not so universally just, like, appreciated. Vincent Mm -hmm. Mango, I feel like, is very universally appreciated. Yeah, for sure. Some some good paintings at Starry Night. Beautiful. Yes. (gasps) Amazing. (laughs) <laughs> we had a whole thing in our family for a while where we were like painting and we all tried to paint the sunflowers oh wow painting. and um how'd that to turn varying out? degrees of success i was like 
My sister's was really good. Your sister's really a really good painter, right? Yeah. I've seen yeah. some of her they're paintings in your very, house. Very and they're very, very good. Yeah. So is my brother, actually. My oldest brother. Really? And my mom. They're all really, really good painters. Artists in general, but also really good painters. That's very cool. Yeah. What's your second quote? My second quote is, I want to paint a picture someday that people would stand before and forget that it was made of paint. I want it to creep into them like a bar of music and mushroom there like a soft bullet. I don't know about that very last bit. Um, (laughs) I hesitated to put it in because of the soft bullet. I thought that was a little weird. But um, I really liked the rest of it. Um, And that that was said by O. O Henry, who... Oh, uh, Oh, Henry. Henry. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say I've heard of him, but... Yeah. Um, he's... It, o. Henry is his pen name. He's, his actual name was William Sidney Porter, um, and he was an American short story writer, and his stories are known for their <laughs> surprise endings. All Ooh. I can imagine is, like, you know those Halloween things that are, like, these videos that are completely calm, or, or it's, like, a maze or something, and then all of a sudden uh-huh. they'll switch to a scary face? <laughs> Oh, Henry! <laughs> the surprise ending. Boo! <laughs> good quote, though. Um, yeah, I really liked it. I kind of liked the... This is not so much about, like, I don't know, our own ability to paint, but more of... I almost took it in, like, a historical light because, like, the very... Some of... One of the very first ways that we were able to, like, see each other before photographs and all that was through painting and people especially like if you were really rich you could sit down for a portrait and so these painters would try to make these portraits as realistic as possible so that people could see like what they really looked like because that I mean people wanted to see what they looked like which is very cool um and so the fact that you know you I want to paint a picture someday that people would stand before and forget that it was made of paint to just have something so like beautiful that you're like someone can't possibly have have made that that's just too incredible it's too realistic it's very cool and that there i've seen paintings like that that yeah have you seen those like hyper realistic yeah yeah there's no way that's even um it's ridiculous in, in photography again we went down to the main lobby where there are there's a lot of art on display from all the art classes at our high school and um, we were looking at all of the pieces, and there some of these pieces I was just like, oh my god, I, there's no way I could even begin to do that. I had no idea that there were people in this school that have that amount of crazy talent and just these beautiful yeah. and sometimes hyper-realistic paintings that are just very, very cool. And also the part about it creeping into them like a bar of music. I loved that because I loved the – I love it when – two different forms of art are compared like when music is described as a painting or a painting is described as music i love that um and so the (laughs) fact that a painting can inspire like musical notes i thought was very very cool because sometimes like that's the best way to describe something right because you can't just like art is used to describe things that are indescribable in words and sometimes (laughs) you need to use it to describe art itself but yeah we were explicitly told in English not to say that the author paints a picture because the author does not paint, the author writes. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. But other than that. <laughs> that's amazing. I suppose. But yeah, that's yeah. that's about all I had to say for that quote. What's your last like quote? It. My next quote is, mix up a little more shadow color here, then we can put a little shadow right in there. See how you can move things around? You have unlimited power on this canvas. You can literally, literally move mountains. And that said by Bob Ross. <clears throat> um, and I mean, again, maybe not relevant to my own experiences with painting, <laughs> but <laughs> it's nonetheless like I saw a couple of Bob Ross, and I feel like Bob Ross is something that was very iconic for people around our age and stuff, because for some reason, he went viral, and I've seen a few of his videos, and they are really, really sweet, because what he does is he, it's like a painting tutorial, but he's this very sweet guy who's very calm, and like, essentially doesn't believe in mistakes, and doesn't believe in people saying I can't paint and like 
kind of walks you through how to do it and if you make a mistake well it's just like an opportunity to do something creative and like ingenuitive and that kind of thing um and so that made me smile to read this quote because it made me think of that and I think that also painting just like other art gives people the ability to create a world exactly as they see it which is really cool and a really cool like outlet for that kind of thing yeah for sure I love that um you have like the the fact that you have power on this canvas we, we were actually talking about this in English uh, in a much sadder context of like there was a girl who her in in the book whose living situations weren't great so she would imagine herself as like the heroine in a movie and it's interesting how I, I guess painting can be a sort of escape from real life for some people mm-hmm. and how you can have like total power in this escape in this world of escape that you can create for yourself and I love like you can do whatever you want with this world that you're painting and that goes for all art like drawing and stuff like that like you can draw um anything that you want and shape it how you want it and then you can be really happy and proud with what you're left over with (laughs) yeah exactly so there you go it's pretty cool so who was bob ross did you say that already? No. <laughs> Robert Norman Ross was an American painter, art instructor, and television host. He was the creator and host of The Joy of Painting, an instructional television program that aired from 1983 to 1994 on PBS in the United States and also aired in Canada, Latin America, and Europe. Very cool. Very cool indeed. Shall we get into anecdotes? I, I think, think we, we actually shall. spent a lot of time on the rest of everything yeah so pretty pretty good yeah what's your first anecdote um my first anecdote is sort of two combined in one um near where we live there is a art studio called i believe it's called muse art and um back when i used to dance when i used to do ballet i had two really close uh dance friends um i don't really talk to either of them much now because we mostly just bonded over how tough dance was um but they were they were both a year younger than me and they were really fun and one of them was like oh guys I've heard of this place in New Canaan or wherever it was I don't remember exactly and it's called Muse Art and what they do is you go to a class and they have a specific painting and they just like take you through and walk you through how to like step by step how to paint the painting sounds a little bit like Bob Ross Um, and, uh, so we found a day to go and it was really fun. And we went and they were painting, um, it was like a scene of a night on the lake or the sun setting on an, on the lake. And there were, it was really pretty because there were like strokes of different colors. And I had so much fun. We started it in the center of the painting and then we did like the different colors of the sunset. And then we did the reflection of the sunset on the lake. So it was kind of like two of the same. It was very cool. And then like different shades of blue. And then we had to do the trees. And there were certain, it was really fun because there were certain um, aspects of the painting where the instructor was like, and here you can add as many trees as you want or as little trees as you want. They don't, there don't have to be any trees. Here's how to draw a tree if you want to draw a tree. And then same thing with the stars, like, you can add as many stars as you want or as little stars as you want. And, yeah. like, you can make the lake as dark as you want. And it was very, like, she went step by step as to how the, to do the painting so that it wouldn't just look like a blob of colors in the end. But there were certain little aspects where you could um, have some freedom. And so everyone's paintings of this yeah. sunset on a lake looked slightly different. And I had so much fun doing that that I decided a couple years later to bring you guys back there. And so this was my 16th birthday. um, And I think we celebrated in like June because everyone's away by the time my actual birthday rolls around. Um, So, and it was my 16th birthday and you guys and my mom were all like, you need to have an actual party for your birthday because I don't usually. Um, But so I invited you and a bunch of our other friends to go... uh, to this place again and it was called Muse Art and I got to choose what painting I wanted to paint so of course my choice was a whale my favorite animals are whales and I really wanted to paint a whale and I chose this really pretty picture which is on my wall right now of 
a whale under the sea coming up to the surface and there was like a moon and stars and it was really pretty and we had so much fun we did um we our friend mary's who did our cover art hers was of course the most perfect and beautiful because the thing is is they let you they show you exactly how to do your their painting but like if you don't want to you can just paint whatever you want to Mm -hmm. paint and you can just use it as like a time to paint whatever image you have in your head so our friend mary decided to paint of course a kraken yeah instead of a whale because so she followed along with like the the background and the ocean and the sky and stuff but then while we were all painting a whale she just drew a kraken with a bunch of tentacles and it was very sweet and wonderful wonderful we made fun of um my mom and my brother because i'd forget which painting it was but one of their whales was especially chubby and so we were like oh it's a chunky whale it's a really big whale and then my mom would like ask the instructor for help on how to fix certain things and they would be so helpful and turn it into like this beautiful little painting i remember i had so much fun with the stars and i just couldn't stop putting stars on so my night was really really starry and then my moon wasn't a perfect circle so i just made the whale kiss the moon which isn't very realistic but i was like whatever it's fun um but yeah i loved that it was so much fun every again everyone's whale painting turned out slightly differently mary's was a kraken so hers was a lot different (laughs) but um it was really fun and i was was really really glad that because i did it and mine was like it was it was fine you could tell it was a whale but I was like, after seeing, Yours was good. after seeing the instructor doing it, I was like, okay, whatever, whatever, right? And so I just had it, like, in my closet. And when my sister was home, she, like, saw it. And she was like, what the heck? Like, I've put things far worse than this on my wall. You have to put it up. Oh, that's so sweet. sweet. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. yeah, yours was wonderful. It's just as good as, as everyone's. It was, it, was so, it was so much fun. That was It was really, really fun. Good that, it was an experience that, like, was really good because even if you were the best painter of the world or, like, had never painted before, you could enjoy yourself because, like, mm-hmm. it was all just supportive. Like, that was their yeah, whole thing. Like, exactly. you can't do anything wrong, which I don't know. I think that's so good because it's, you don't want yeah. it to be stressful, right? Yeah, exactly. And it was fun to hang out and, like, group paint and that kind of thing yeah and like watch everyone else like so how are you doing the whales back because i don't know what i'm doing here so that was that was a really fun time so if you live in the area i would definitely recommend muse art um Mm. it's really fun especially if you go with like a group of friends or with your family it's a it's a good time what's your first anecdote my first anecdote is there is another farm in our town and the owner of the farm used to be an artist. So now, I don't know if they still do it, but for, I'm pretty sure they do. But they would have things like these watercolor sets that you could pick up at this house when you go there. And then you could just use them. And they had like, they were like little travel water, like really good quality, but they had like a paintbrush roll and like a little clipboard that you could use and like a whole thing. And you could just find somewhere on the farm that you wanted to go and paint. And you could just pick them up and then bring them back when you were done and like obviously keep your paintings and that kind of thing. And when I was homeschooled, we did it a couple of times and it's very cool. That's um, amazing. It's a very cool experience because you go there and a lot of people are just sitting there doing art or walking their dogs or just hanging out. And it's like full of flowers and gardens and that kind of thing. Um, and so, yeah, painting at uh, Weir Farm, that's one of like the experiences i've had and like i said before my mom's a good painter so we went, when we'd go like hers would be very good and i remember we were both painting this one like stone wall with lilac uh like lilacs i think next to it and of course my lilacs were like bigger than the stone wall and, like, <laughs> a little That's bit easy and it, it wasn't quite accurate it was of course like this stunning painting from her but like you get it was just it's a a fun experience to do because you get to i don't know experience nature and appreciate it and paint it and i thought it was so cool that they have like this opportunity for everyone just to yeah use their paints and like it's a community thing which there aren't that's really cool around here i guess my next one is something that i've discovered really really recently thanks to bronwyn actually 
Um, I Bronwyn suggested this YouTuber. Their name is Ash, right? That's yeah. their, their name. Um, Ash Hardell, I think. And they are a ni- non-binary YouTuber and do a lot of videos about being in the LGBTQ community. They're really, really, really cool. Really cool person. And I've loved a lot of their videos. And um, they're also very well, nerdy. Yes. <laughs> and it's wonderful. Um, and one of the things that they do with their partner is they paint. And I, it's very, I haven't seen a ton of, but like a lot of the videos that they do that are just like, um, not a staged one, but just a generic, like, this is what I'm doing today. Here's my partner. Welcome everyone. Um, you, they have like canvases and they'll just paint. And I remember they, I watched their engagement videos and, (laughs) and it was incredibly sweet, first of all. Um, and they came home and they like watched TV while painting and they had a canvas and they painted together on the canvas and it, it was like gorgeous and I was very jealous because there, I can't just, I don't know, it was an abstract sort of thing that was really pretty and it, I guess the two of them, something that they like to do is sit together and paint a canvas. And, I and when they started really, talking really about cool. it, I was like, oh, so I mean like it's probably like half and half like this and the other half mm-hmm. is like a giraffe and then I like I wasn't obviously I wasn't like cynical but I was just like oh like I can't really imagine what that would look like but no it was this cohesive beautiful like flowers and like amazing yeah. work of art and I was like what yeah the heck? it was good I mean both of them are super crafty as well yeah um but so they're both both very artistic but like I they held up that this engagement canvas to the camera and I was like oh my god that's a work of art I want to be able to do that and apparently they just like sit and watch tv and paint and I think that's amazing and it must um be so relaxing and wonderful yeah really cool what's your next anecdote my next anecdote oh okay my next anecdote is also a youtube thing um and it's this thing that I like just came up and I recommended a while ago. And it's this person who does painting restorations. And what they do is they get an, usually an old painting from anywhere from like 100 years old to like paintings from like the 1400s, like old paintings. And they are usually really dirty paintings with lo- like layers of like, I don't know, bad uh, like varnish on it that's yellowed and if you've ever seen an old painting that looks cracked and dirty and it's just like not great and they completely restore it and it's a combination of a few things that make me really enjoy watching these one it's like the kind of the it's very satisfying to watch something that's so like the before and after but it's also they have to use it's like a kind of a sciencey thing because they have to do a combination of using different like solutes and solvents to take off old varnishes or to like do things like get out the mo- take out the moisture and they have to use like a special table that take like a pressure table that kind of helps like, like seal cracks and they have to use special glue and they have to and it's a whole process and it's so cool and I would never be able to do it because they have to spend like weeks on a single painting in that wow. no way but it's a really gratifying thing to do because you also get to see you get to you're, because you're looking even though it's through a youtube video you get to see this one painting and so they always talk about how you know they're getting to know the painting spending so much time with it and you can see how that might be because like you see all the details all the close-up and all like the history that this painting has gone through to get to mm-hmm. here and that's what i think is really cool as well is that like they'll talk about oh yeah this is just a painting from a monastery in like Oregon Oregon that is like 200 years or 300 years old wow it's just thinking like how did it get there like what's the story of that Mm -hmm. and like I don't know it's really cool thing to see um and it's also cool to see like the amount of science and attention that's been paid to art which I think is cool because even though it might not be a necessity for human life and it might not be like 
absolutely the most important thing in the world. I think it's really important to preserve history and to preserve art because they, I think, are really necessary for society because it, I think, improves innovation and it allows people to be expressive and it increases like diversity and it increases expression and I think that preserving art is definitely deserving of like time and energy and so it's a really cool thing to watch and kind of nice that that's being attended to you know yeah yeah. it's very cool I've never seen any painting restoration videos but now I'm probably as soon as they hang up I'm gonna look it up to procrastinate on doing my homework the one that I watched is called Baumgartner restoration and it's very good so yeah I would highly recommend amazing amazing now our time is uh running short yes indeed but we've greatly enjoyed this as my choir teacher would say quantity quality time (laughs) (laughs) quantity quality what why because it's a large quantity of quality time ah (laughs) makes perfect sense Uh uh-huh um but you know we had fun and we hope that you certainly did also <laughs> you should follow us on instagram at quotes dot no you should follow us on instagram at quotes and anecdotes no uh, what is it what's our instagram <laughs> quotes dot and dot anecdotes anecdotes you should email us with all your ideas for a word that we should invent at quotes and anecdotes at gmail.com mm-hmm Check out our amazing artist who we've talked so much about. You can find her on Instagram at DinoBite. That's D-I-N-O dot B-Y-T-E. Um, we might also link the descriptions of the two YouTubers that we talked about. Mm, um, we'll do that. Wait, no. Link the two YouTubers that we talked about in the description. That sentence got all messed up. Um, if you want to go check them out, they're very cool. Yes, and absolutely. what else? Our intro music is Inspirational Life and outro is Blossoming Inspiration. Those will also be in the description if you want to listen to them. Rate, review, subscribe. We hoped you enjoyed us talking about painting this week. <laughs> Bronwyn's just put a heart on our Skype window, which it, is wonderful. It suggested that I do it and I decided to follow the suggestion. You did? <laughs> also, I look so blue in this camera. <laughs> You you look so blue. <laughs> Actually, you don't look as blue as you did when you when we first started recording. But like, I have like a tint. Thanks. Oh, there we um, go. Now you have your tint again. Thank you. Oh, that's because it was blue. This makes sense. <gasps> yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, my bad. And anyways, we hope you had fun. because uh, we certainly did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bye, my friend Bronwyn. Bye, my friend Sophia.